Hey, hey, Annika here. Today's episode is perfect parenting. Um, Probably the most provocative thing I've ever called an episode. (laughs) Perfect parenting. (laughs) Just want to share first that uh, recording today's episode has been quite the challenge because technical things and my last attempt, I was, I started and then outside the recording studio, uh, aka my home, <laughs> this train came and um, took, it felt like it took three hours, but it stopped to wait for some tracks to shift over, but it was loaded with heavy um, metal bars and I don't know what it was loaded with but this the noise it made okay I'm not gonna it, it was loud so I had to wait for that patience practicing patience uh, so perfect parenting I think um, all human parents know that there is no such thing uh, we know it well because most of us feel that we fail on a regular basis on a regular basis So not so perfect, but so many parents try so hard to be a perfect parent, set the bar so high that no other parent in the universe has ever done the things you expect from yourself in in your parenting. Still, you expect to be that parent and you expect to raise the child with perfect manners, the right attitude, who loves doing homework after school and they'd they'd rather help you make dinner then play some stupid video game, super helpful all around, never leaves their dirty laundry spread over the house, no, 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 just straight into the right basket in the laundry room, oh yeah, that kid, (laughs) Uh, honest, brave, happy and smart, Um, surrounded by great friends, no bullying of course, never, and they have a world-class collection of beautiful childhood memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that's a, a pretty common yet unspoken expectation to have as a parent I mean it's what we want and that's the same parent who feel they fail on a very regular basis so perfect parenting yeah since I became a parent I think a lot about how to be what to do how not to be how to build the the most solid beautiful bond a relationship that is the mold to showing my children what love is Raise them knowing what it feels like to be loved so they can go out in the world one day and be drawn to a partner who is able and capable of loving them. I I think a lot of parents of my generation can relate to this. Besides reading articles, books, reports, magazines, and blogs on parenting. uh, Oh, and I wrote an article for a parenting magazine called Vi Föräldrar. That means us parents. I also got certified as a parenting coach because I really wanted to do it right my absolute best without ever ever getting to know what that is I mean there's no handbook in perfect parenting is there so how do we know what right is anyway we don't but like my first French teacher said uh, aim for the stars and you'll reach the treetops so even if a lot of us shoot for the stars as parents We dangle by the treetops. Sometimes even feel like you fall and crash on the ground in the wet leaves. It's all those expectations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Expectations. Not sure that's a good thing. So amongst all the crash landings, there's one thing we do in our family that I find very rewarding and I thought I would share. 
Maybe you do the same, and if not, maybe you want to try. So what we do is we play games. It's creative, that's good for the brain, we have fun together, and it opens up for a moment of nice dialogue, at at least one minute, until they start fighting about the rules or something. Teenagers, you know, just keeping it real here. Uh, But we play all games possible, from made-up things around the dinner table, memory games, conversational games, and traditional things like uh, Yahtzee, uh, Monopoly, chess, I always lose. And our latest favorite is bingo. We have an actual bingo set up here with the number plates, markers, the, the cylinder with all the numbers, and we put, on, we put on bingo music playlist from YouTube. You can also search for elevator music. That works just as well. Um, search and you will find And then one of us uh, rolls the cylinder and calls out the numbers. It's a big time favorite here. Um, It's a, I would say, it's a perfect Christmas tradition. Uh, We will definitely be doing that all weekends up till Christmas. And it was not, uh, what did I pay? Eight euros. (laughs) Oh, what an investment. So this past weekend, we played a game that I used a lot when I had my business and facilitated team buildings and workshops in large companies. It's called the leadership game, uh, designed to help corporations improve their communication, leadership and performance and to create that ultimate team spirit. But so I tweaked the game to fit our family. So the questions and dialogues were about us. Uh, Speaking about expectations, I knew this was going to be a nice moment because we like games uh, but I also had reservations on the potential uh, let's call it frustration and the possible disputes teenage arguments and all that so yeah overall let's just say it was uh, it was interesting going into it so uh, roll the dice and we start and um, we started by a challenge of making two commitments to improve a habit or a priority and <laughs> maybe not so nice but at the same time yeah we're a family so all of us had eating healthier as one of the things we really want to do going forward it's become a regular thing here to enjoy home-baked homemade anything homemade and then just add whatever sugar bomb kind of thing you want and so I think I have to take responsibility for this one and not buy the things. Uh, Other things we wanted to focus more on was getting to bed earlier and doing homework earlier rather than later. No further comments on that. We may or may have not so much success on that point since the game. Um, One question I asked where I did not have very high expectations, none actually, was uh, what did you try and fail with knowing that if you never try, you can never succeed, right? My children surprised me a lot with their answers to this one. Um, one said that he, he's been trying to learn this football trick for a long time now. It's called Tour du Monde or uh, Around the World, but he still hasn't nailed it. So it's, it's the one where uh, imagine you have a football on your foot or you pick it up and you you toss the ball in the air lightly and super quickly you make your foot go around the ball around the world and then you catch it on the foot again i have also tried 
and it's not nice. Uh, but we concluded that it's worth failing for a while, even for a long while, because when you finally succeed, oh, it's such a great feeling. Totally worth all the hours and hours of practicing and failing. I mean, it, it's not failing. It, it's not failing. It's just one part of the process that is absolutely necessary if you want to get to the success. So make more attempts. Make more attempts. Make more attempts. Try again. Yeah. Another thing tried and failed that was mentioned in a whole other category was cut the snacking. Uh, I thought this was really mature to realize that the attempt to stop snacking has failed. We have a few members of the family. That's about uh, all of us <laughs> who just love snacking. Uh, I don't know why. One of my children decided a while ago to stop the snacking, but failed. And the rest of us didn't really try. But we all agreed now that, um, yeah, some with more motivation than others, but we want to try again. And this time uh, we, don't stop the, we don't stop the snacking, but we have agreed on a change of lifestyle, healthier, which sounds much more attractive than stop the snacking, which is just plain boring. Uh, and I will not buy the things home. I'll not bring the, the, the sugar and the sweet things home. I won't. The next question that we explored was, um, what can or must I do better to get the results I want? And one said, I want to learn more from the mistakes I make during exams. So he's going to really review his tests and make sure that he never makes the same mistakes again. I think that's a good plan. Uh, another one said, I will care more about school and read more. Also a very good plan. And the good thing is that it's their thoughts, it's their wishes, it's, it's their decisions. So it's not imposed by a parent, meaning they may actually do it because it's their own decision. The last one said, after some thinking time in silence, where I must say I struggled slightly with patience, just sitting there and waiting, I, I, a lot, I struggled a lot. And this makes me sound horrible, I think, but as a parent, I think it's human to sometimes feel that, that frustration when we wait, but we don't think anything constructive will come from the waiting. So it's, I mean, it's just a pure waste of time. Very difficult because you want to give your child the, the time to think, to explain, to tell the whole story. And oh my gosh, get to the end. Anyway, he blew my socks off. He said, I want to learn to let things go. I asked what he meant. I mean, I have, I have a feeling of what he means because I know him. But I said, can you explain? And he said that when an adult or someone who's older than him tells him to do something... Uh, that he has reason to believe or feel is wrong, he will oppose them. He will oppose the person and he ends up getting in trouble. He knows this. It's, it's not a new thing. It's been like that since he was a little boy. The adult person obviously is convinced that they are right because they're the adult and he's just a little boy. So they punish him for being uh, disrespectful or not listening or whatever it is. When most of the time he's actually right on this particular thing where he reacts, he's most of the time right. 
um, but he deals with it in the wrong way and ends up getting a situation that is not in his favor. He's considered um, trouble, obnoxious or disrespectful, not, not nice things at all. Um, and he shared two recent situations. The first one was from school when the sports teacher said, um, make teams, I'm back in five minutes and then we start playing. The teacher leaves the room. The kids go crazy and like run around like headless chicken and kick the balls and no teams being made. Teacher comes back and says in a very nonchalant voice, je m'en fous, which means I don't care, you don't get to play. And my son is like, but that's not correct. So he says, moi je m'en fous pas, um, meaning he, he cares and they, they should make teams so they could play. Result, my son was thrown out. So his conclusion was, um, I'll just do what I'm told. Even when the adults show really poor leadership and perhaps try and motivate the classmates to, to make teams, uh, like the teacher said. So yeah, we'll see. I hope that he will remember this one because it's a good one. And the other example he shared was from uh, football practice last week when it was dark, cold, and wet in the evening, I had specifically told him to stay warm and dry and do not take off the hat and the gloves that I had just bought. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's getting cold now, and I want them to stay healthy and warm and dry and all that. Uh, so during practice, this little boy pulls the hat off my son multiple times over, and the last time he pulled it off, he threw it on the ground. So my son stops playing, goes to pick up the hat and puts it back on his head. Just like his mama told him. <laughs> uh, he puts the hat on, but because he stopped to do so, the trainer shouts at him to drop and do 20 push-ups. New gloves, raining, wet, muddy ground, and a mom who would go totally crazy if he came home with mud-drained, brand-new gloves. It's football, right? So... My son, knowing what I had asked of him, and being the nice boy who only stopped to put his hat on after naughty boy pulled it off and threw it on the ground, feels that it's very unfair of the coach to ask that. So he didn't drop to do the 20 push-ups. And I fully approve. And I wonder what the heck the trainer is doing, letting the little naughty kid run around and pull, pull off hats instead of practicing football. It, this is like... A thing he does, he doesn't practice football, he disturbs. Anyway, uh, why did he not have to do push-ups in the mud? Does coach need uh, glasses, maybe? Anyway, the whole thing ended with my son being asked to leave the pitch for disobeying the order to do 20 push-ups in the mud. Hey coach, if you're listening to this, I'm the mom who's not impressed right now. Thank you. The conclusion of this example was the same. Just do what the adult person says, even if they are incompetent, poor leaders or unfair. Just let it go and do it right as often as you can. And one of my favorite moments during the game was when all of a sudden, totally out of context, one of my children said, can I get an extra point? And at first I, I laughed at him and said, nice try, dude. But then I thought about it. And sometimes in life, perhaps even more so when you have a goal or when you want to win, you have to ask for it. 
You literally have to ask for it, uncomfortable as it may be. He asked. He risked the rejection and the dismissal and me making fun of him, uh, but he still asked. It takes courage to ask. Maybe not so much in a game with a family, okay? Um, and then you can only pull that stunt once, but in life, dare to ask. He got an extra point, and they have all seen the power of daring to ask. When I played this game with uh, corporate clients, I always ended by asking about everyone's greatest takeaway. And to be honest, playing this with my children, I didn't have very high expectations, mainly because it's some pretty profound conversations, and they are just, quote-unquote, they are just young teenagers, But, uh, oh my, oh my, how they surprised me. One of them said, um, it's important to try and understand what others feel. This actually made me cry because it wasn't something I had said. It was his own reflection. Bless him. He went on to state that the other family members are... um, No, he, 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 yes, he he stated everything that, what, what they care most about. And I have never heard any one of my children speak like that. So, so during the session, he captured what we all care most about. Incredible, incredible. Um, one of them said with a very big smile, The best thing was getting points. You can guess who that was, the one who asked for more. Uh, We talked about that, and they all felt really good about getting points in this game, especially because they earned points for being open, honest, vulnerable, and and brave. They thought for themselves, and, and they were rewarded for it. It was really cool to see your child realize the value of their input and opinions. I... I actually wish all children and teenagers could experience this. It should be a key element in school. Definitely. Conversations worth gold for their confidence, empathy, awareness, reflection, and communication skills. Just phenomenal. Very, very valuable experience. I shared that as one of my takeaways that I'm very grateful to experience this with my children. And that at the same time, I know it's not the standard experience. So I hope that it won't have some sort of negative effects later on. You know, that I, I don't know, I talked too much with them. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, all parents do as best as they can. I really do believe we do. But somehow it seems as if all adults have some sort of issue with their parents. How is that possible when parents really do their everything? Why? How can it be like that? We speak openly about this with my children. They know I do my very best. And sometimes we all laugh together at how very bad that is. And we also laugh at how lazy they can be. We'll see in a decade what this leads to. We shared lots more in this game, but uh, that will remain our family secret. But if you want to do something similar with your children, just take pen and paper And uh, write down some positive and constructive questions. Don't try to include some parenting guidelines in there. Just honest and sincere questions that are positive. 
and then take turn in letting everyone answer first and let everyone answer each question. Give points if you want or other rewards and just have a good time. As we were packing up the game, one of my children said, this game ain't about luck. <laughs> I, uh, I love that he said that. He's right. Bingo is about luck. Uh, but what we did is about opening your heart, sharing, being present and listening to each other. The more we share, the more we care. And the more we care, the more we share. Thank you for listening.